0: hey everybody chris here ben and i really enjoy doing this show and hope you all have as much fun listening to it as we do putting it together and recording it after all at the end of the day we are all just fans who love this game so we'd like to ask you a very simple favor if you do enjoy the show then please share it with a friend and if you feel so inclined share it with as many people as you like even in this technology filled world word of mouth is still one of the best ways to spread a message thank you all so much for listening and please enjoy the show Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. I'm Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. Episode 38 already. And, man, if you are still with us, you are glutton for punishment if you're putting up with us still. But I want to let everybody know that based on our pre-show warm-ups, uh, apparently Ben will now be going as Ben the Salmon. Yes. Because he... Every time we do a warm-up, we go, you know, testing one, two, make sure the mics and everything's all lined up, and he always has to do some odd either count or number or phrase, so we got, we got Ben the Salmon Prescott over here. I like,
1: I like to so. swim against the currents.
0: So. Yeah, you got to let Pelicans fly, bro. You got to let Pelicans fly. Anyways, on to the actual show before they shut us off and don't come back for episode 39. Yeah, why not? We have some news out of Detroit. More than just, you know, the Lions had another subpar season, as well as our tight end free agency breakdown, Yep, and our next three teams on our pre-free agency breakdown. A lot of free agencies and pres and stuff in there, so bear with me, folks. But uh, first off, Detroit, There's Darius slight. Slay, looking for a new home?
1: Mm, apparently, you know, and, and he's the one who came out very loud when they trade uh, Diggs to Seattle last trading deadline.
0: Yeah, he was not happy with that at all.
1: No, he basically said that means everyone is yeah. a- able to be traded. He well, apparently was very correct on yeah, that. It is very it correct. Was very foreshadowing. He apparently did make a statement. Um, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. At some point he made a statement about if, if they approached him with a new contract, that um, if it was going to be 13 or $14 million, that was a little low. A little low. Oh, he low. said it on uh, Twitter, sorry. That 15 to $16 million per year might be a too low.
0: Well, what's the, what's the average, you know, I know, he, I know he's a top corner. What's the average, you know, per year salary for a top corner in the league? I mean, what, what are guys, what are top guys making?
1: That's a good question, Chris. I'm going to get you that answer. It's just going to take me a second. I, I wasn't actually prepared for you to ask me that question. Shame there we wondering. go. I
0: finally have a good, insightful question here after 38 episodes, and uh, you know Ben's not prepared. Go figure. No, I'm not prepared. Go I'm figure. A... He, he he apparently just saw me winging it like normal. So I I, you know.
1: I I saw everything else. I saw all the other angles, and yet you just came with a whole different one. And it's like wow.
0: Because you, you have to you have to take that into consideration. Yeah, you. Have I mean, to, if he is at a level higher than them,
1: you have to be reasonable with your demands. It's it's insane.
0: First of all, anybody to want $15 million a year to play a game is ridiculous to start. I love football. I love watching it. I keep the money aspect out of it because it drives me nuts. Deserve, 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 deserve. You're playing a game. You make a lot of money. Hey, good for you. I'm not hating on you. I would do the same if I could. But it gets a little ridiculous to hear it over and over again.
1: So what would you want? Would you want contract value or average?
0: Uh, I'd say average. If he wants 14 to 16 per year or he okay. said that's low, then you have to go average per year, I would think.
1: That'd be, uh, <laughs> um, that would put him at the top of the market. Yeah, there's no way. Xavier Howard is top of the market at fifteen.
0: There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. He's, there's no way. Darius Slay is the best cornerback in football.
1: Like Patrick Peterson's making fourteen.
0: Yeah, no. That doesn't. That doesn't work for me. Right. Any, any team that picks him up, it should not work for them either. Stefan's
1: no the ninth highest corner AAV. With thirteen million dollars,
0: should Darius White gonna make then? If Darius, if, if, if Darius Slay thinks he's worth fifteen, which should White? Tridavious, sorry, Davy. is White?
1: It's twenty. It, it's yeah. He, he's, he's gonna that, have to
0: be if Slay's fifteen. That's that, asinine.
1: No, I, I, I don't know what to say to that. When, um, when
0: when teams stop laughing, and they say, "No, no, no," what do you really want?
1: He's he's he's, he's one of the best corners. I'll give him sure. That. But he's also not. If you're saying fifteen to sixteen is low, you're not thinking reasonable. No, unless you're unless you're in the mindset of this is a negotiation. So here's my high ball, eighteen million, and if your low ball is fifteen sixteen, we'll come in at sixteen five. Maybe that's his mindset. Still, regardless, still too high. His
0: low balling is still top corner in the league, which he is not.
1: But if he does make the move, because honestly, this will be a good move for him to go somewhere else. Oh, it'd be great for him. Detroit's definitely rebuilding. They're not going anywhere. No. Well, let's be honest, they haven't really gone anywhere ever, but at this juncture, they're not going anywhere.
0: But the last several years, they've had the kind of team... And the team structure and build, where you could believe if people stayed healthy, they had a chance to go somewhere.
1: Well, they were they were on the upswing, and then they fired their head coach, and they brought in Mac Patricia, and he's kind of trying to change the atmosphere and change. And what happens when you change the atmosphere? You change players, and things go awry. I mean, and look Stafford, at the Dolphins.
0: Stafford can't stay healthy.
1: Right. Look at the Dolphins a few years back, yeah. when they made their change. Right. Uh, from Gase, he was he started high, and then it went down, 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 and then. Uh, Brian Flores comes in, and he just, he's just cleaning out. So this might be good for him. Same with Quandre Diggs. It might have been a good move for him to get traded to Seattle. He had some exposure in the postseason. You know, he, didn't, he wasn't going to get that in Detroit. So now maybe when his contract's up, now he's got some playoff exposure. I'm looking at, realistically, and I did this pretty quickly, just kind of going through and seeing which teams the corners, Who had the money? Who had the picks? There's four teams that I think could use Quandre. Or, I'm not Quandre. Darius Slay. There's one team that I think can pull it off. Just thinking of it real quickly. Okay. So, I looked at the Bears. No. Because the Bears, (laughs) I thought. I thought of the Bears. I'm like, their corners aren't that great. Correct. But the problem is, is they're paying their corners. Um. Pretty high
0: money, far too much. Khalil, Khalil Mack's contract is not getting any cheaper.
1: And it, it, looked at Chicago, it's it, his contract's heavy. I'll give you that. It's not his contract that's the problem. It's all the other ones that they've been signing. Their two corners right. are both making ten plus million.
0: Yeah, they're not at that level anymore.
1: Yeah, Kendall Kendall Fuller and and Prince Mukamore are the two two. Their two highest paid corners. And plus ten million dollars, that's gross. So Chicago's out. I looked at the 49ers. I thought 49ers, That's a good place, man. They're on the, you know, even though they got these, contracts that are coming up, and they're not, they're not, they're not in a great spot with their cap. But think of this switch: Richard Sherman out. Which, by the way, you cut him. Everything's cleared off.
0: Well, I don't think they have to cut him.
1: Oh yeah, they could. Well, they would. He's only
0: on a three-year deal. I thought this was his third year.
1: But they, but they the money, they need the money.
0: Right. If, but if, if he's, if still the, on the, he's not on the team anymore. He's a free agent,
1: isn't who, he? Who? No, no, Richard no. Richard no. Sherman. Um, Richard Sherman. Yeah. No, he's on the team. I thought he only signed a three-year deal. No. He, he was, he was uh, he's on the, he's contractually under the uh, San Francisco Warriors. Oh, he
0: must have had an option year or something. All right. I thought he signed a three-year deal when he signed back, years back, but I must have been mistaken. So who else you got besides This, is his th-
1: this would be his third, third Oh, this year. is third now? This one's third. Oh, okay.
0: Third. I just miscounted years then.
1: And he'd only count one million against the cap. So you save, them, you save almost 13 on that. That covers the 10 for Darius Slay. It's a small problem. They have like one pick in the first four rounds.
0: Yeah, they're not going to be able to they're trade. Not and, gonna, and
1: I think it's a second-round pick, and that's going to be late second? No. I looked at the Texans. Texas is perfect, right? They need corners. All their corners are free agents. Same problem as 49ers have. No picks. They cleaned that house pretty damn good too.
0: Yeah, well Laramie Tunsil and uh Yeah, Tonsil.
1: Tunsil the the Tunsil trade really hit him hard.
0: And they didn't get anything for Clowney. No nope, Seattle. N- nothing so nothing they, nothing representable. No. So they really just don't leave themselves in a good spot.
1: So it just leads me to the one team, and, and if anyone else has another team that they could think of, put it out there let me know what the, what you think. The Eagles.
0: They could definitely use the secondary. They though.
1: have a couple of corners that are going to be free agents. And then they have, they might need to free up a little money, but they can easily cut a gentleman that I think they need to cut. Uh, because you're not going to cut Carson Wentz. No, 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 I wasn't going that route. The other side. I just, I hear
0: you in eagles and and negativity, and I just assume you mean Carson Wentz.
1: (laughs) No, 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 not, not yet. All right, continue. Sorry, my bad.
0: I just, reflex. I
1: I understand. Uh, I was going on the other side of the ball. The, uh, whiny little baby in the backfield. Uh, Mr. Jenkins. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. The one that wants, uh, uh, extension and a lot more money. Reminds you of somebody else last year that wanted a pay bump, and when there was rumors he was going to take a pay, was they wanted him to take a pay cut, and they traded his rear end to New England, Mister Bennett. Yep. This this reminds me of that when he starts chirping that he wants more money, the Eagles might just say, you know what, we're good, because there's a there's a club option this year, and that puts them in a nice spot where they can just. Just get out. They can literally just get out. Uh, it's it's gonna have some dead cap, but it might be better to just eject.
0: Cut your losses.
1: Right. Um,
0: and bring a far uh, a very talented player too.
1: And, and now you're gonna put you're gonna bring in Darius Slay if you you have the obviously you have the draft picks you haven't you know like these other teams you haven't screwed that up and and just started shooting them left and right, uh, but you don't have. You can basically start with 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 Darius Slay and maybe you can have Sidney Jones kind of learn from him. Or I don't think Darius Slay is going to cost a first round pick. It's unreasonable. He's got one year left on his deal. You're not going to, if Detroit's asking for that. You're not going to get it. I'll, no. I'll tell you right now. You're not going to get it.
0: They'd be like honestly, they'd be lucky to get an early second.
1: And that's what I was thinking. And and the Eagles would have a, a later second round yeah. pick but I think the Detroit Lions need to be reasonable in their thought process what what can we reasonably get now if they can get one of those teams in the, the top of the second round to trade absolutely go ahead for it This, the fit is there for the need the fit is there for the money the fit is there for the draft picks even if they want a 2 and a 5 just to bolster a little bit a 5 or, or a, toss in a 4 just to bolster it up a little bit and make them feel better about themselves, fine. And I think that puts the Philadelphia Eagles in a position to then hand him a brand new contract. Because then you start getting rid of you start getting rid of some of these players. Because they're only really paying a couple players. They're paying Alshon Dreffery and Deshaun Jackson a combined. Twenty three million dollars. I mean hmm. if you can give rid of that, that's
0: That's a lot of money for guys who can't stay on the field.
1: Right. So
0: Deshaun, my... You, my... Th- you think Deshaun's done.
1: Oh he's done. He won't he won't he won't jump out. He'll have to be forced out. Uh like if they cut him and no other team will sign him for even a veteran's minimum, that's when he'll be out.
0: I just, man, you talk about a guy who, if he could stay healthy, could have been one of the great receivers of his generation. He had all the ability. He had great hands. The speed was second to none. But just look at game one this year. Yep. Guy lit it up. I I don't think he stepped on the field again the rest of the season.
1: I would say that would be correct. It may have been.
0: That's been the story of his career. He cannot stay healthy. And that's a shame because he said he's on the field, he's electrifying. But you, you had a thought. I just wanted to jump I, in I with think,
1: that. I think that's the team that needs to do it, uh, the Eagles, and this would put them in a nice position because they're a team that's that made the playoffs. They're still in a position to make some moves. It doesn't ten million dollars off the cap doesn't really hurt them too much, and if you think you take that that rookie reserve off of a uh, second and a uh, fourth. Now that brings that rookie reserve down. Now you have more money. And you make some other moves, you know. If you can get rid of Alshon Jeffrey, and maybe you can get rid of Deshaun Jackson, I know that, that leaves you a void at receiver.
0: Which they had anyways because those guys exactly. can't stay healthy. Like, I mean, that, that's, what, and, and that's what people don't seem to realize too. It's like, okay, you said $10 million for Slay would be a hit against the cap. Of course it would be. But it also be a vast upgrade over what they had. Absolutely, so that would be a hit worth taking. And it's a guy you might potentially be able to re-sign long term, and then you're stable at that position for at least you know five six years at least you know.
1: And, and, and if there's any, if there's any any roster bonuses, you can kind of spread that out, right? Exactly, and bring that money make, that make the out. numbers work for you. Absolutely. And, and you, as
0: far as the receivers go, as talented as Jeffrey and Jackson have been, like I said, if they can't stay on the field. It, it, they're not. The Eagles aren't losing out anything by cutting these guys and just trying to bring in some new blood. It's not that they're not talented. It's you, you, they can't stay healthy. Right. And it's just, I mean, all Sean Jeffrey seemed okay the first few years of his career when he was in uh, Chicago he started yep. with, I believe, right? Yeah. Yep. After that, he's been injury-prone too, and it's a shame because he's another guy. When he's on the field and playing, he's tremendous, but he can't stay healthy. So you package those guys up, you ship them out, you bring in two new guys. Two guys who might be less talented overall are still two guys who are more talented than people who aren't on the field. Oh, that's true. So
1: That's 100% true. I mean,
0: you can look at it like a downgrade, but it's still an upgrade because those guys are on the field and the other two weren't.
1: And, and and looking at their draft position, they're in a nice spot where there's, even though the high-end wide receivers will be gone. There are some nice low end of the first round, top end of the second round, where if you want to reach a little bit, you pull a you pull a New York Giants reached for their quarterback. If you feel like you got that guy right there, go and get him, grab him, and and they have. If you feel like you're you're still undermanned, even though you're going to this, if you go into the season with. Because Nelson Aguilar is a free a UFA, I wouldn't bring him back. No, you're just no. you're just throwing more money at a pro, at the problem with a, a, a unproven, incapable wide receiver. You might need to go on the free agent market and just get some guys who are who will stay on the field. A Danny Amendola. maybe a Chester Rogers. If Indianapolis isn't going to resign him mm-hmm. because they have faith in other receivers,
0: there's a number of guys out there who are very reliable who are a little little long in the tooth. Yeah, but they're not. You're not asking them to be the stars of your offense. You're asking them to be solid guys who can be there week after week.
1: There's a Rashard, a Rashard Higgins who maybe goes somewhere else because he can't get the profile in Cleveland. Because what's it, who's in Cleveland? Jarvis Landry, yep. Odell Beckham Jr. And who's number three? Well, if he's healthy and he doesn't get hung out to dry, in time Yeah, game.
0: Baker Mayfield doesn't get him killed again this year.
1: Plus, they have one of the top three running backs in the league in Nick Chubb. Yeah. Plus, they're utilizing Kareem Hunt. He's an RFA, so there's he's not going anywhere.
0: I'd say the only guys you can put up in front of Chubb are <coughs> Saquon and CMC. Yep, I yeah. agree with that. I'd say pure, pure running back because I, I'd take – uh, as crazy as it might sound, I would take Chubb over Zeke Elliott. And I only say that because look at the offensive line Zeke runs behind. Yeah. And while Cleveland has a good line, it's Not nowhere near what Dallas's line is. Absolutely. And Chubb still steamrolls over people. He's a monster.
1: But I'd like to – like if, 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 if everything goes the way I think it should, I think the Eagles will be the best landing spot for Darius Slay. And he can get that contract extension that he wants. Because I think the Eagles would would open up the contract, the um, sorry, the cap space to make that happen, and then you're going to see, you know, Fletcher Cox is getting long in the tooth. He's been your defensive stalwart. Feels like
0: he's been playing for 20 years.
1: I, I agree with that, and and that's my kind of point is, you know, even though Darius Slay is 29, which is, oh, actually, Fletcher Cox is the same age, only amazing. They're both the same age. But I just feel like Malcolm Jenkins, as good as he's been, is sort of the problem with the Eagles' secondary. He seems to be too much of a gambler. Like, he's the kind of guy that Bill would look at and say, You're gone because I'm not playing his game. Yeah. And I think that you bring in Darius Slay, he is a. As locked down of corners you can get in nowadays in NFL. And he just says he just takes wherever he's at. One side of the field is locked down. And now you can build up confidence with other corners so you can actually have a respectable secondary. Even though we've had our disagreements about the Eagles' secondary, I still feel like they were way underperforming all year long.
0: They were, but I, I just want—I I did want to give them credit last year during a point where they did play better. I think if we're gonna, you know, we're gonna sit here and criticize, it's only fair to point out when a team turns it around, a player turns it around and does better. So I mean, we can't have any credibility if we're not gonna be, you know, you know, even keel and fair. We can have a fun jabbing at you know teams or players we're not crazy about, but when we get into, you know, serious mode, we have to be, have to be a little, a little more on bias.
1: And this is why I think I think I think this would be the best move for Darius Slay. The best move for the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I think I think it would benefit everybody all around. Yeah. Speaking of benefiting teams and players, we have there are several very very good players at a very shallow position. Yeah. And we're going to go over those players today. We're talking about our tight end free agency breakdown. We did quarterbacks a few episodes back. We will do tight ends today, and Ben. What, what do you overall this position like? Who who's a standout? Who's a surprise? There's
1: really there's only only one standout in my opinion. Like this guy checks all the boxes as far as who's available, and that's Austin Hooper. That's it. Like I even think there's two. huh? I think there's two. Well, the second one I think he, he gets hurt by getting hurt. Yeah, that's where that's why I say I put Austin Hooper above and beyond because he's shown the health. He's shown the ability to block somewhat. He's also, he's also been
0: exceptionally mediocre before his contract season.
1: I, that's a valid argument.
0: And I, and I mean I'm not, I'm not discounting what the guy did this season with the, with the Falcons but up until this point he's always been kind of like ah oh, one of those players where man if he could put it all together he'd be something special.
1: And he put it all together. And
0: then ironically he put it, you know, maybe not ironically, it might be using that word wrong. But all of a sudden, contract year, he puts it all together. Could just be a coincidence. Maybe he did put it all together finally, and this is the player he is. You never know. But I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd go out and break the bank on Austin Hooper.
1: It's it's going to be a heavy dollar amount. Uh, the projection is five years at forty nine. That's heavy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. At a, but he's twenty five years old, man. That's what gives me the level of comfort that he can expand himself continuously each year because i agree you know th- th- here's his numbers under 300 yards his first season 500 660 and then last year 787 that's total yards and he had two two straight years of 70 plus catches but and he cracked six touchdowns this year which is more than the other year so to your point this is a. This is what he did for his contract year. He put it down.
0: You're saying almost $10 million annual salary. I realize there's more to a tight end than just the receiving game. You know, if you can block two, you're very valuable. You're like an extra offensive lineman. I just wonder if 70 catches for 700 yards and six touchdowns is $10 million a year money when – your team struggles in so many areas. I'm talking about the Falcons bringing him back. Right. And I don't know who knows if they will. I don't think you'll. I don't think you'll end up back there.
1: They have a they have a problem right now where they're only five million below the salary. Yeah, game.
0: they're not in good shape.
1: So they have to think of their draft picks needing to get signed. They've already stated. They've already stated that they're not signing Vic Beasley, and that's understandable because they can't sign Vic Beasley. I just don't I don't see any other way. You can't let this guy go. You just can't. And as we discussed with Devontae Freeman, it doesn't make sense to cut Devontae Freeman even to sign him. You gotta find the money elsewhere because right. it's just the money just doesn't make sense to me unless you're you have a person for that spot that you're gonna draft this year that's gonna be a low you know, a second or third round pick. That's gonna be low mo- money. That's what you gotta think when you are looking at your roster construction. But I think you have to break the bank for this guy, or what you can break.
0: See, you have uh, you have six guys on this list here. Three of them I'd have no problem taking a chance on. Three I wouldn't touch with a ten foot bowl.
1: Let me guess the three that you wouldn't touch. Okay. Darren Fells. Yep. Greg Olson. Yep. Tyler Eifert. Yeah.
0: And the thing is, it's not. I don't have any problem with any of those guys. Per se. Olsen is a tough guy, man. Yeah, he is. He is tough as nails. He will be out there playing if he's hurt. As long as he can find a way to get medically cleared, he will be on the field playing. Hats off to Greg Olsen. Man, you just had so many injuries. Like, take some advice from your ex-teammate Luke Inkley. No one to walk away, man.
1: It was rough watching him this year. It really
0: was. Because you're talking about a great player who was dominant at the tight end position in his prime. And he was still doing it. He was still putting up decent numbers, and he was still playing. And you knew he, you know, he just has the heart and the passion to still play. But it is tough to watch somebody who you know just he's out there when he probably shouldn't be out there, and you know he's doing probably damage to himself that he's really, really, really going to pay for it down the road. It, it's tough to watch. Tyler Eifert. I mean, anybody who knows anything about this guy over the past three or four years when he's on the field at least the last the previous few seasons he was yeah. a game changer he really was I mean, he he was it 3 years ago he came out and he had like a, like a pro bowl season yeah. Yeah. and an injury after injury after injury cannot stay healthy and Darren Fells is
1: it was a nice piece in Arizona Fells yeah, Darren. He was in. I believe he was in Arizona. He was in Houston. Oh, you're right. He was in Houston.
0: Oh yeah. No, yeah he, At one
1: point, he was in Arizona. I know that much. He may have been,
0: but I know last year he was in Houston. And you know, nothing wrong with him. I mean, he's not. I mean, what, what you're saying? You know, one. year He's estimated to get one year, four point three.
1: That's what they're. That's what they're I saying. I don't
0: even. No, nope. I, I don't. I signed two special teamers for that. I signed a guy off the streets and say, maybe you can put up the numbers. Darren Fells can for a tenth the price, sign him for league minimum. I don't get fells that he doesn't. He, there, there isn't the upside to fails to say, okay, well, you know, if you end up getting in the right system, you're going to be a value at this money. There's nowhere he's going to go to make $4.3 million for, what's he going to get, maybe 300 receiving yards, 25 catches, maybe three or four touchdowns. Maybe. No way. You spend a little bit more money and you get a player that's, that's much, much higher caliber. You're, I don't get
1: it. You're pairing him with a team like if you have O.J. Howard, which, by the way, who knows if Tampa Bay is going to use him right now.
0: Tampa right. can't even use him, how are they going to use another one?
1: But that's what I'm talking about. Like uh, a talented young guy who is not too cost-prohibited, where you can pair him with that other guy, and the attention. Are, how about this? Uh, you have T.J. Hawkinson in, in Detroit. You have Noah Fant in Denver. Denver. And you have Irv Smith Jr. in I keep forgetting what team he's on. Uh, but he had a subpar season in his rookie season. You pair you pair fouls with one of those three, now you're you're pretty cheap as far as rookie. Or well then we did the second year. And you have a, a stable person who can be that number two. Yeah. So that we know where the coverage is gonna go, although not one of those three had a explosive rookie season, but they should have the upside to be better.
0: I has that's great upside.
1: Well, his problem, his bigger problem was he got injured and yeah. his quarterback got injured. Right. I mean,
0: but his, his, if he's you know if he has a steady quarterback throwing to him and he can stay on the field, which and he's way too young to say he's injury prone or not. It was his rookie year. You never know. Right. Comes out, does this year after year, and ends up like a Tyler Eifert. Okay, he's injury prone. Right now, he's a guy who got hurt his rookie year. It was unfortunate because he was hit or miss as a rookie who needs to learn some things. But man, when he was on, he was doing really, really well.
1: Yeah. I think Charles Clay is the X factor because he's so he's so versatile and talented. But is this the Charles Clay a la Buffalo Bills? I don't think it Miami Dolphins. Ways. Yeah, nah. That's the pro. That's the problem when you look at him. Is that if you get lured into that. Mystique, because he was so versatile in those two locations. Would you give him now? There's no projection for him, which means he's not going to get a lot. He had a down. He had a terrible season. Maybe someone will give him at a veteran's minimum. I can think of a certain location that would use him in the right skill set. Um, I don't know if he'll sign there, but if New England wants to take a stab at him. But it'd be a veteran's minimum. It wouldn't be something crazy. Yeah, it'd
0: be a veteran's minimum. Maybe some incentives, some roster bonuses, or, or performance bonuses. You get so many catches, touchdowns, you get X amount.
1: I think if Austin Hooper gets that money, even though you don't think he gets that money and Hunter Henry gets that money, which they're close. They're not exact, but they're close. You're talking about $10 million? What does that do next offseason, twenty twenty one, when Mister George Kittle is a free agent?
0: Oh, he'll get the biggest tight end contract ever.
1: And and right now the biggest the, the top of the market is is Jimmy Graham at ten million. What is what is Kelsey at? Travis Kelsey is at nine point three.
0: Oh, okay, so he's not. And his he's contract, not far off. And
1: his contract will be up the following season after that.
0: You have to wonder though if age will play into a part of him getting.
1: He'll be 32 at at yeah. that point when his contract's up. He'll be 32, 33 somewhere in there.
0: He could still get a short-term deal for high annual salary. I mean, he could get a two or three-year deal for about what he's making now. But there's no way he gets a three to five or a five-year deal, five I, six years.
1: I think the one that's in a supreme advantage right now is George Kittle at his age. Oh yeah, and especially if Austin Hooper signs a close to 10 million dollar deal. He has every right to go to, the, to go to the San Francisco 49ers and say, you see this contract, that Austin Hooper, uh, 5 at 49. It needs to be more than that because I i am so much better than him and he blocks better than him. He's been to the Pro Bowl. He's now has a Super Bowl appearance under his belt, albeit he didn't show up or they didn't use him right. Which, if I saw the tape, I'd probably say they didn't use him. I'd say they probably didn't use him, right, yeah. I saw, I saw a lot of blocking with him. So I kind of think that's why I wanted to be apprehensive about uh, crapping all over George Kittle in the Super Bowl. But he has every right to go to the, the 49ers and say, you need to beat this. You need You need to beat this because I'm better than him. And I think that's fair. Personally.
0: No, as do I, and I think he's the best I've in football, and especially with his age being so young. He goes to get that contract. If I were him, I sign a- as high. No, don't don't sign as high as you can for years and money. O- only because you know if it's a six or seven year deal, you're not going to be there year six or seven. Right. Don't don't waste your time. Don't waste your money, or well, your time trying to make the money you know you're not going to make. I'd say go for a four year deal. You're going to get a, nice, a huge signing bonus. You're going to get a huge annual salary. They'll keep you for four years. And then you'll still probably have another nice contract after that. But then you get as much as you can.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's going to be 27, 28. Yeah. When he signs this deal, this next deal. I think it's fair to get what you can short term. I agree you can get three years, if you can get a three, four-year four contract and put yourself at 45, 50, I think you do it. Oh, absolutely, because you know you that contract's going to pay out. I just think you do. Like, there's some positions that just you, you just need to get. I I have talked about the quarterback position and how they need to, they need to think on how much they're going to extract from their teams, and, and I get that point I've made. This is the other side, is where if you're running back or you're a tight end or even a fullback, you need to extract as much as you can when the opportunity arises because you're not going to get a second opportunity. Some receivers can get that second opportunity. Some corners can. Some linebackers get two or three contracts. You see see big defensive tackles and defensive ends get multiple contracts because their skill set erodes slower. Depending yes. on what they are, Whereas, they, don't, they don't
0: depend solely on athleticism. It's a lot of size and strength, which takes longer to deteriorate.
1: And if you're a tight end who does blocking, then you're going to deteriorate a lot quicker than someone like Jimmy Graham, who is nearing the twilight. But he he did elongate that career by the simple fact of he played a lot of of a lot of the time where he was in a wide receiver position. Whether it be the X, the Y, or the Z, or New Orleans or Seattle or even Green Bay, didn't ask him to block, and that's just that simple. And you can see that with trend with Travis Kelsey, where they might not have him do so much blocking. Look at look at Baltimore. Who do they have doing the most blocking? The lesser two tight ends. No offense. Right. Mark Andrews is the one who is a primary target. He yeah, he's does, a
0: receiving tight end, yeah. He
1: does do some blocking, yeah, but really? the primary uh, blocking goes to the other two. And that's just that's just the way you set it up. So go get your money, but it'll be really interesting next offseason with George Kittle, I think.
0: You got one, one guy on this list. You sign if you have the money. I think it's pretty obvious you go for Hooper.
1: Yeah, I'm going uh, Hooper.
0: I, I, I can't argue that. But if Hooper, if Hooper was gone, and the next day coming in was Hunter Henry, I wouldn't be disappointed with that either. I think as long as he, I know it's always a huge if, but if he can stay healthy, he's gonna he's gonna change the direction of someone's franchise at the tight end position.
1: I could even see. Look, I'll throw this out here, and I can get I can get deeper into this when I get to the Falcons. What if they miss out on on Austin Hooper because he wants just too much? money that they just can't see the dollars making sense they go get on hunter henry i can see that happening it's possible it's it's, or an eric ebron i mean this or uh, fair enough or even eric ebron I, i think actually i would think they would probably side a little bit more with ebron because he has a little bit more tape
0: yeah and he'd be i think less expensive than hunter henry
1: Oh, clearly, yeah. He's definitely he's definitely less expensive, cause he's, especially coming off the injury.
0: And I wouldn't mind him. It's it, ex- it just with the exception of two years ago, he's always had a problem holding onto the ball. Always had a problem. It, it's it, like his hands is. are made of stone.
1: He had that one one season in, in Indianapolis. 10-plus touchdowns? Yeah. Ten plus so mean, he good. was
0: catching every touchdown they were throwing to him. And that's it. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But... uh it's interesting. One of, the, one of the more shallow positions in the league as far as just really dominant players and you have several very very good ones available and it'll be interesting to see how much teams shell out what, what they're willing to do to get these players anybody trades for another top tight end that's been discussed too uh, the, the Bucks seem absolutely reluctant to use OJ Howard the guy looks like he could be an absolute monster and they're just like no nah, we're good
1: and you could and, and as crazy as you, to think I say, Darius Slade, There's no chance you get a first-round pick. I think you could get a first-round pick for OJ Howard, even right now.
0: Super premium position with a guy his size, his speed, and still in his prime. Absolutely,
1: absolutely, you could. Plus, you get a couple years. I believe he's going to have two more years because I think he's. I think like 17.
0: I believe so. Is, is, is he, is, a,
1: I think I want to. I don't want to think he's a 17 draft pick, which I think it's. He was drafted team. the
0: same Evan Ingram draft. So this would be his third year coming up now. So yeah, you're right.
1: So yeah, so yeah. he'd have to be so so now. This will be the opportune time to trade him right now. I don't mean this this regular season. I mean right now. Yeah. League year starts.
0: You're not gonna get more for him. Than you, you have
1: because you have to make that decision if he's gonna be. You're gonna pick up the fifth year option because that is seven to eight million dollars for that position, and it it, it goes because it's going up from. Probably two to seven or eight million. It's a big jump. So I can understand some teams saying, No, 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 I'm good. I don't want to take that fifth year option. But to your point, they have been so enamored with we're gonna keep OJ Howard. We we wanna have him. He he's our future. What have they done with him? Nothing.
0: Nothing. They have they absolutely don't know how to use him. Or if they do, they're not showing it they do.
1: Right. And and I'll get into this when I get to the Bucks. Um, they, they they need to figure out their quarterback position and what they do at quarterback is going to be directly affecting Mr. OJ Howard. So you need to decide because you have these two I think legit uh, wide receivers in Evans and Godwin. It'd be a great it'd be a great offense to have two wide receivers on the outside and an explosive tight end in the middle. Mm-hmm. You just can't use them. Would it not make more sense for you to take that pick, that player, that you don't know how to use, that you're confused, and go get some draft capital. A first and a third. I Absolutely. Mean, you could probably get a first and a third from somebody who is if they're desperate enough to do it. Think of think of like this. You you look up north to the, the state above you. If Atlanta misses out on Austin Hooper and they spent so much time on Austin Hooper that they lost out on Hunter Henry. They lost out on Eric Ebra. Mm-hmm. They lost out on, God, God forbid I'm going to say this, Tyler Eifert. They have to look at themselves and say, we don't have a tight end. You could fleece them. But they're not going to do that. They're going to sit there with, with O.J. Howard.
0: It would make a lot of sense for a team like Atlanta, too, who doesn't have the salary cap to sign a free agent necessarily, but could bring in somebody on a rookie contract and very very easily afford it.
1: And and I don't think they need. And it also would be more cost prohibitive for them because now they're not paying that that over, that first round pick. They they're investing in OJ Howard. I understand that, but that gives them a couple years to where they can say, okay, is it Julio's time? Is it Matt Ryan's time? Whereas we could say, okay, I'm. What's his name? The HUD coach? I don't remember his name for some reason.
0: Uh, I'm drawing a blank too. No, I
1: don't remember. I'm just what his thinking name. Dan Reeves. That's fair.
0: He's a while back. I'm we, way off. We can go with. Dan. I'm way off. We
1: can go with Dan. Oh, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why, I, don't know why I was drawing
0: a blank on that. I could not remember for the life of me.
1: This is little this is it. We know we've said this before. This is it because he was this probably oh real yeah. close yeah. to getting fired.
0: If his players didn't rally the way they did, he'd been gone.
1: Do you maybe take this shot and and invest the draft pick to get OJ Howard from Tampa Bay? Because now you can take whatever other draft picks you have left and, and fill in other positions. And maybe if you have enough money left, you can squeeze it out and get a nice free agent. Maybe. Because you know who they're going to lose, right? We talked about this last episode. Devondre Campbell's going elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That is your very versatile, very talented middle uh outside linebacker. And he ain't going to stay cuz he's going to get cash money, and I don't blame him. So you need you need to make the most of this opportunity because they're not going to have I honestly Owen 4, 1 and 6, he's gone. That's what I'll say to that.
0: Well, from our tight end position to our Teams overall. Yep. We'll switch gears to our pre-free agent breakdown. We have our seventh team up, the Carolina Panthers, yes, and sir. you were exceedingly excited about this one. I we was. kept saying, "Wait for Carolina, wait for Carolina." I got a lot going on there because we I- don't, we don't, you know, a little, little, you know, peek here behind the uh, behind the curtain. We don't. A lot of times we do share notes Mm -hmm. and and then you know banker tank to make sure we don't choose the same players. Uh, Ben actually requested that I not know what he put on these sheets or not really know his opinion until we actually did these on the podcast because he wanted my real you know agreement disagreement real opinion that look of oh yeah that's a good call or are you out of your damn mind. So, that's that's why sometimes these may seem a little bit less fluid than uh, some other things might be because we're really just winging this right now. Ben's not winging it. He's done a lot of research on these. But I, at his request, haven't really looked into it because he wants my like genuine real reaction to whatever nonsense he says.
1: And something it can be nonsense. <laughs> All
0: right, so what do you got for me with Carolina?
1: Uh, well, I had to do a little tweaking because, as I told you before, I'm having an issue placing every one of these quarterbacks in a home. Okay. So I did a little tweaking before. So now this is my finalized, you know, roster for the Carolina Panthers, and they are 31 million under the cap. So they got some room. They do, but they have some players. There, they have. Um, uh, obviously, we know Greg Olson's a free agent. Gerald McCoy, Mario Addison, uh, their right tackle, Williams, Bruce Servin, whatever you want to take for him because he's a little long in the tooth. One of their starting corners, Cockrell, uh, their starting free safety, Trey Boston's a free agent. Uh, One of their starting defensive linemen, Vincent Butler, is a free agent. Uh, Bradbury, their other starting corner, is a free agent. Uh, Love, who I think is a backup defensive tackle, is a free agent, and they have two... Uh, club options: one for Don Terry Poe, their starting defensive tackle, and uh, Jay Wright, one of their uh, receivers. There's a lot going on.
0: There's a lot going on there. There's
1: a lot, and the off defensive line is a little bit of a concern because there's a lot of free agents in that defensive yeah, line. Everybody. Not to mention the bigger the bigger picture, which I didn't put on here. Their middle linebacker is no longer with them because he retired.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's a huge one. So you. You can't you can't overstate how big that is
1: it's, it's huge because like, he, he would... held
0: he held that defense together and now he's not there and they could lose potentially other huge pieces you could see this team go from a team that had a okay defense to really really bad
1: so I'm trying to fix that for them I'm trying to help them out that's nice of you so you're you're declining the options on right and down Terry Poe get him out of here yep okay that'll free up some space I can see that Cam Newton you gotta he's let ha- him go. He's ha- he's no, he's trading. I'm trading him. Uh, it, you get more money if you trade him than you. Do if you but got
0: I mean, him. you gotta let him walk. You yeah, can't yeah, you yeah. can't bring him back.
1: Uh, you're trading him to Tampa Bay for mm. a third and a sixth next year.
0: It's like talented Jameis Winston.
1: Yes, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. I was banking on with the trade is that Bruce Arians is going to see a little bit more talent than than he had from Jameis Winston. A little bit more mobility. The only problem is going to be is where is he at health-wise. So this whole plan could blow up if they look at the medicals and say, nope.
0: They say he's going to be ready to start practicing again by March. We'll see.
1: That may not be soon enough, though. We'll see. Uh, they're going to resign Williams, the right tackle, uh, Cockrell, the corner, uh, Trey Boston, and Vincent Butler, free safety, defensive tackle, respectively. That'll shore up... Some of the experienced guys on defense. Matt Wool's going to want to put his own little touches on this team, but I think bringing a couple of guys back that were with the team, been been in there for a while, I think will help the transition. Here's where I'm uh, I'm spinning some some nonsense. Uh, well, we can still call it nonsense. I can come up Snake Eyes, or I can come up Winner. I'm going to have them sign Teddy Bridgewater for a three-year contract Hmm. to be their starting quarterback. I feel like you can translate his game that he had in in New Orleans with having CMC and DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is nowhere near the talent that Michael Thomas is, but he can progress to that level. The one thing missing, obviously, is tight end, and I'm not bringing back – Wilson or Olsen to help him with that. I I
0: just can't see Bridgewater. I, I've said this from even before we started doing this. I think Teddy ends up in Indianapolis or, if not Indy, maybe Miami. But it looks like Miami's gonna be able to get their guy. So I don't think they're gonna go after Bridgewater because they 'cause they're
1: gonna get Tua. They're gonna get Tua, they're gonna get and they have um Fitzpatrick under contract for eight. Yeah, I, so think I don't have, I don't see that. I, th- I
0: think I think Teddy is Indianapolis all day.
1: They're also gonna sign Jimmy Smith, who is aging. I'll give him that, but he still has something left. Devin is coming down south and he's gonna play for Carolina. Okay. Reggie Raglan, who was little who was an inside linebacker, albeit uh I think he was a sub or he he, he didn't play a central part linebacker with the Kansas City Chiefs. But he is a former first round pick, so he has talent. He played at Alabama, so he has talent. I feel like they're going to sign him. And then a little bit of a a little nugget, I'm going to see Deion Buchanan. Remember him? Yes. He was supposed to revolutionize the position as a safety linebacker hybrid. Bring him in under a veterans minimum, see what he's got left. Because honestly, you need talent, you're losing talent. You lost talent. With, losing a
0: lot of talent.
1: You lost. You lost your middle linebacker, so you need to bring a couple in that have some experience that can help you. And I think that, and I think that 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 really helps you. Unfortunately, the problem the problem with my, uh, <clears throat> with my little thing here is that that puts them, um, in the negative. Hmm. So so clearly some of this might not happen. They're only 800k negative, but still it's negative. Well,
0: yeah, you still can't have that though.
1: True. If you're, I feel hit, like, if
0: you're gonna get penalized for being in a negative, you're gonna be way in the negative.
1: Well, let's remember, these are AAVs, so a lot of the first years of, of new contracts are a little bit lower. So it may be they may be under the cap, but just slightly. Okay. So it's it's I play it safe, but I feel like with this setup, they'll be under the cap barely.
0: Don't go too crazy, guys. Here's a nice little player at running back that you're gonna have to resign. Oh, in a couple of years. And so. trust
1: me, because they have $27, 27 million in dead cap. And that comes off the books to next year. Okay. And a lot of these are one, two-year contracts. So by the time CMC is ready to go, a lot of the guys are off the books. And that's kind of how I slotted it. And I also slotted it this way because if they feel like they're – because Matt Rule's – let's be honest. Matt Rule's there for a while, Right. Right. He signed a nice little, nice, nice contract. If it doesn't work in the first part of the year, and you get to the trading deadline, and you want to say, "We need, we need pieces for next year, draft wise, what have you," you can start jettisoning some of these players to other teams. And that may be sick and twisted way to think of it, but it's the business. Oh yeah, for sure. I could, I could see Buchanan, Raglan, McCordy, Smith. All getting jettisoned uh, if they're having a subpar year as far uh, as far as a whole team. Trey Boston could get jettisoned. The cornerback could get jettisoned. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater would be a little bit of a problem to to get rid of, but I feel like you could build you could build through him with CMC and DJ Moore. I think those are the three guys, and if you can get your hands on a tight end,
0: I don't know. I just don't see. I don't see number number one how they'd afford to get the tight end. After the moves you just said.
1: I mean, I'm talking like the following year. Oh,
0: yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't see. I don't have any real problems with anything you said except for Teddy going to Carolina. I, I just don't see it. I, I to it's Indianapolis for Bridgewater. Well,
1: I think mean, he'd we'll, love it there. When we get to the Colts, uh, we'll have that argument again. Because you'll probably hate the guy I have put going to Indianapolis.
0: Yeah, I already saw on the board. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the Cardinals. Cardinals. Next up. I mean, two years ago with Josh Rosen, just looked horrendous. Yes. He was bad. They were bad. Horrible. The worst team in the league by far. The draft, Kyler Murray. Great move. The kid brought a new life to the offense, along with a new coach. New offensive system. I mean, they weren't great, but they were vastly improved. And now they have another high draft pick. We're not talking about the draft, but just, you know, as far as teams go. What do you see them doing? What's their cap situation? Can they really make a run with this great young quarterback they have, and you know a super talented veteran like Larry Fitzgerald who's going to play for his ninety third season? <laughs> uh, I mean, as a joke, not 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 to but be they, not to be a knock, but the guy's played forever and he's you know he's still doing it, so good for him. Uh, but do you think they have what it takes in the off season with their cap room to make an impact?
1: Yeah ha- they have fifty one million in cap space. But here's my problem.
0: Okay, that seems so when, like quite a bit.
1: When I, oh yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah, absolutely it is. And even with the first, you know, the the top pick that you you, know, you stated, and they have all their picks, so they'll have to have like $12 million, 10 to twelve million in uh, rookie reserve for the draft. And they don't have many people, free agents. They have one big free. Oh, I'd say two, two big free agents. DJ Humphreys, their left tackle. Okay. They need to bring him back. Yep. Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Which I understand. Um, and their their center's a free agent too, but it that's not a big concern. I approached this, I approached most teams with I'm gonna get you to the Super Bowl. That's how I took the approach with most teams. This one I had to look at and say. Can you get past Seattle? Can you get past San Francisco? Can you get past the Rams? I can see him get past one of them. The Rams. The Rams. Yeah. You got another, I think you got another season before you can get past the Seattle Seahawks. And you have to see what the 49 are in a year, maybe two. So I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to sign DJ Humphreys. He's going to—it's going to get a massive deal. But you've got to sign your left tackle because you need to protect your quarterback. you have a right tackle? You need to—you have to—you have to keep your left tackle. So you have the bookends. He's safe. Even though the kid was taking a beating most of the year, I think he's a DJ Humphreys, is an upper echelon left tackle that you have to retain, and he'll be the fourth highest paid left tackle in the Oof. game. So he needs to play above and beyond if he gets this fat contract. They're going to resign their right tackle for less money. But, again, you're building continuity. You resign the center. So now you have three guys who you had last year, going to have this year. And I don't know how long they've all been there. But now you're building continuity. Kenyon Drake is the wild card. Now the the – I have them signing him to a little bit above what they projected on the website I go on just because of how he's been acting Mm -hmm. as far as when he got traded there and throwing up the money signs and thinking he's going to get bank. If he signs up, if he wants above what I'm projecting, Arizona says bye. Good luck. He wants anything $8 million or or above – Tell them to pounce in.
0: They can't do that, number one, because they're already paying David Johnson that kind of money. Right. And I I, I love David Johnson. What he was able to do a few years ago, he was a tremendous talent. Who knows if it's a system not working out for him or if it's just been injuries nagging him. has not seemed like the same player over the level. But last year he was injured. Two years ago he was, he was injured. This last season, injuries and inconsistent play.
1: It might Do they be keep the, him? It might even be the offensive scheme.
0: That's what, I, that's what I was thinking. I mean, it could have been that, too.
1: Because it played to Kenyon Drake's strengths, but it didn't really play to David Johnson. I'm not trading David Johnson, just so you know. No, I wouldn't either. Even though it, it frees up some space, the money that it frees up doesn't negate the fact that it's still they still take a hit. I think it's more cross-prohibited just to keep him because if you trade him... You're going to have that dead cap, plus you have to sign somebody else right
0: and you have that kid Edmonds, so if, right. he, if he gets hurt, they have a backup like if something happens a backup and they know they can move on the next year.
1: and now you go if, if you can get Drake under the uh, reasonable dollars, sure, you now have three running backs yes Edmonds, who's under team control for a couple of years at least for for nice money, nice money for the, the salary cap. Kenyon Drake, who's gonna get a decent amount of money. And after this year, if it doesn't work with David Johnson, the 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 dead money goes way down. Right. So now it's you trade him in the next offseason mm-hmm. where the dead money is is you can deal with that because the base salary goes up. And that's when you want to trade people. When your base salary is high and your dead cap is low. And I'm going to have him sign Logan Thomas, tight end. Um, I don't remember where he was this past season, but oh, um, Detroit. It's just another piece to replace Charles Clay, who's leaving. I think it's an upgrade. It's a versatile body. Um, And then they'll resolve some stuff in the draft. They'll be $14 million under the cap, and I think that's where you need to stay. Build your team this year. Get some pieces in place. Set yourself up for your next year, because if you can keep your free space for next year, now you can go out in free agency and get a nice, nice free agent. There's a there's a certain gentleman in Detroit who's going to be a free agent, and if Detroit doesn't want to pay up for him, I know there's a lot of teams that will. Oh, Galladay. Yep. Yeah. I know. I know a bunch of teams will want to pay for him. So. I would definitely hold my money for. him. I believe it's next year that Cal, uh, Kenny Galladay is because he kid.
0: wasn't a first round pick, right? No. Yeah, so coming, he's coming up on his third year. So after next season, he will be a free agent, right? Yeah.
1: So I would definitely hold my money for him, and I think I know there's a couple of other ones that are free agents. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I'm the Cardinals. I build, keep building, keep building that foundation. And maybe next year's where you push in. Yep. Because you have to be. You have to make sure you do it the right year. Because if you go, if they go this year, they're going up against a buzzsaw and the 49ers. We don't know what the Rams will be. We really don't. Probably they, mediocre. They could be mediocre. They could be bad, or they could be really good. And Seattle, you still have Russell Wilson. You you have um, DK Metcalf. You got Ke- uh, Lockett maybe maybe the running backs will come back and they'll play all year that's an offense that's scary oh and your yeah. defense full is, capacity very scary and your defense is nowhere near I mean you got Chandler Jones and a couple other nice pieces but you don't have what it takes it's not smart for for Arizona to go all in this season
0: no I think I think they're bow you're removed from that like you said next year or following year
1: yeah following
0: year yeah well, we talked about Jacksonville a little bit, and you, you kind of chuckled because I believe they're the first team you came across that is already in the negative when it comes to the salary cap.
1: That is correct, sir.
0: Amazingly, because I don't know who they have signed. Who do they have signed all these big money contracts?
1: Uh, well, uh, so technically they're, under the ca- they're, they're negative right now. They have a club option for Marcel Darius for $20 million.
0: Yeah, they're going to decline that.
1: They're going to decline that. That's going to free up $20 million. It's going to leave about, it is going to leave some money dead cap, but not a a lot. They also are paying Calais Campbell $15 million.
0: Uh, Walter Payne, man of the year winner, Calais Campbell. Right. Congratulations, Calais. You're out of town now.
1: I I did trade him. I know it's a little cold, callous. That's what they have to do, though. They have to. They have to trade him. I'm trading him to Indianapolis. Indianapolis needs a defensive end. Jabal Shears a free agent. Justin Houston, how much does he have left in the tank?
0: Yeah, he's been he's been around for a while now.
1: So, and Clayus Campbell is versatile in that he can play up and down the line. He's not one of these – he's not Jabal Sheard or, or Justin Houston who just play on the edge. So, they trade him for a 2021 second-round pick. Not this year. Next year. They kick the can next year because that's that's the theme you're going to see with Jacksonville. Is I'm kicking the can to next year. I'm cutting DJ Hayden.
0: So in five or six years you end up in the same situation they're in now? I hope not. I mean that's that's what they did last time. I mean they had they had some of these guys come in, didn't give big money to, but you know, decent money.
1: Right. I'm not giving I'm not giving here's the, here's what here's here's what I'm doing with them. I'm cutting DJ Hayden and that's gonna free up some more money. And the one person I'm signing is Yannick Njaku, who is a talented defensive end. I, I, and the money, I mean, it's going to be worth it, I think. It'll be worth it. But that's it. That's all I'm signing because their free agents are pretty much Njaku, Darius that they caught him, and Keelan Cole, the, the wide receiver. That's pretty much it for remarkable free agents. Now the draft is a different story. When we get to that, that's where they're going to load up and and put bring in some special players. And sneak peek, they're going to find their replacement for one Mister Jalen Ramsey.
0: Well, let's hope so. But for but their sake,
1: in, in total, it does put them back under the cap by seven million dollars.
0: And that's including their 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 rookie mm-hmm. money, that okay. That money.
1: How does a team get in that position? And and if you look at their dead cap, it's not that much. That's the crazy part. Yeah, that,
0: that's what I mean. Like It's not like they had huge contract after huge contract where they had to bail out early and had a bunch of dead cap. Like They just – they haven't – they had two years ago, but well, they almost won the AFC. Right. And then they went downhill the following year. They went even more downhill this year. They signed Nick Foles before this season, thinking he'd be the answer at quarterback because, you know, Blake Bortles sure as so hell wasn't. And then he gets injured, I believe, week one. Like the no, second quarter of Week One, something like that, and he gets injured. Minshew takes over, does you know pretty well, shows a lot of good things for a rookie. And Foles comes back and doesn't do so hot. So they then they say, "Hey, is Minshew the guy?" No, Foles is the guy. Okay, well now you have two guys, which is fine because Minshew's only on his rookie contract still, so it's not like he's you know making bank, right? But who are you paying this money to? To be a five and eleven team,
1: yeah, no, you're paying AJ Boyer, fifteen. You're paying Miles Jack, fifteen. Andy Norwald, guard, a guard, fourteen. Wow, you're paying a guard, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, some guards, it's very rare. I would pay a guard that much money. He has to be a special, special guy. But I'm not paying guards $14 million. No. I'm sorry. You're paying Marquis Lee eight seven five. Uh you're paying your center eight. And DJ Hayden, I'm cutting. Him. That's gonna get you six million dollars from him. But it's just it just keeps pile like if you look you go up and down the list, Chris. It's just keeps piling up. I mean, you're getting a deal with DJ Chark, but that's negated by the fact that you're paying Andy Norwal. Fourteen point five million dollars,
0: and that deal and, is only good for so long.
1: And your starting quarterback is making twenty one million.
0: Yeah, and people would argue even he, if he should even be the starting quarterback.
1: But you can't trade him.
0: No, you can't do anything with him with that contract. You're stuck with him now.
1: If you, if, and here's the problem with 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 Nick Foles. If you trade him, you're incurring <clears throat> thirty three million dollars in dead cap,
0: which no which team will, will do.
1: Which, remember, if you cut them this year, it goes on the cap for this year. When I mean this year, I mean the new league year. It doesn't get spread. It goes on that year's cap. That would put you in the extreme negative. And their negative $5 million right now, they have to get under the cap before the new league year starts. They're required to. So they have to – I would make that move right now with DJ Hayden yeah. by cutting him – And that puts you under the cap. Right. Which is, I think, what they'll do just before uh, March 16th. But even if you cut falls next year, you're still incurring $12 million in dead cap. You've structured this deal so poorly because you said, This is our guy. You're feeling the reverberations of, This is our guy was a mistake.
0: They have a mess down there in Jacksonville.
1: And you're not going to get out of it. That's the problem. They're not going to get out of it. That's why I said. They're they're in cap hell
0: for at least two or three seasons.
1: Sign Yannick and Jaku, and that's it. And you're going to draft these guys. You got two first round picks. I got two nice players coming in.
0: What's your second? Oh, yeah, from uh, from the Rams. For Ramsey, yeah. Okay.
1: And you got some some more draft picks later in the draft. You get some nice players, and then you carry it over the next season. But you know who you're not going to carry over the next season? Doug Marone. I guarantee he'll be gone.
0: Yeah, he's kind of in a bad spot too, unfortunately for him.
1: Right. So uh, you're gonna see Jacksonville's gonna have a new leadership next year. And without I'll have to wait until the everything, all the dust settles off this offseason to see if there'll be a better position next year to make that that jump. But I, I agree with you. I doubt it. Because you either you're keeping Nick Foles for a twenty million dollars a year, or you're taking a twelve point five million dollar cap it next year. Yeah. I don't know what to do on that. One. Yeah, you kind I of. Mean, he, he. I
0: guess you kind of got to see how he does this year coming up, because you know he's going to be there. I, and I thought so. about
1: you know you wouldn't believe how many quarterbacks I thought about for Jacksonville, but you can't.
0: You can't. You not, not only can can you not afford to sign them, you can't afford the dead cap hit if you do,
1: and you can't afford to pay another guy to come in and not win. It, it's just it's it, it, it's a vicious cycle.
0: It's a bad spot they put themselves in, and
1: there's not enough players on this roster for you to cut to make it work. No, but you do. I'm telling you, if if you're dumb and you let Yannick and Jock go. This plan, where I think you can be a contender in two years, extend that out to about four years. Where these guys that they're going to draft this year, who are super talented, will be one out or will be free agents.
0: Well, and then by then they'll already, they'll circle back to being in cap hell again. So,
1: right. a so big be, vicious cycle. They'll invest in some garbage quarterback again who made his bones in the playoffs. and
0: They'll give the recently released Jared Goff. <laughs> 40 million a year
1: ah it's terrible terrible but, oh
0: what else yeah anything else or are we good
1: uh for for um Jacksonville now that, that's it um that's all I have for Jacksonville uh we'll get into the next three teams on the next episode um as far as anything else there's nothing else um left I have on the list
0: all right well that will wrap it up for us let us know what you thought about today's show whether it be our darius Slay situation i know we have some eagles fans out there listening let us know what you think about him coming to your team and joining your secondary our tight end breakdown or our pre-free agency breakdown and ben where can they do that
1: well they can go on facebook that's ben and chris talk football or they can hit us up on twitter that's ben chris talk fo1
0: for ben i am chris thank you once again for listening We will see you right back here Friday morning.
1: Thank you.